Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are talking about, as luck would have it, the fourth movie in Hallmark's Spring Fling lineup. And I think you're in for some good news, friends. Before we get into that, let's talk about where else you can find us. Of course, this is a bonus episode, which means that our main episodes come out every Tuesday morning. This week, we talked about tips and tricks to make life easier, perhaps even better. But you can always listen to those episodes on Tuesday, and then these come out every Thursday. You can join us over on Instagram, where we are Megan and Wendy LSS. You can also hop into our private Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. You can also email the show at meganandwendy at gmail.com. We love to read your emails. We love to hear if you're watching the Hallmark movies and what you thought about them, if you agree with our reviews and all that stuff. So email us at meganandwendy at gmail.com. And we've heard from several of you that you listen to these Hallmark episodes in spite of not watching Hallmark movies. So if that's you, thank you so much for being here just for us. Um, we have an email to read, and it is a response to our episode on Kid 90, which was the Soleil Moonfry documentary that we did as a bonus, bonus episode when Hallmark had a bye week. And it's from Karen, who says... Hi, ladies. I love your show and just had to stop in the middle of the Kid 90 episode to write you with my memories of how Punky Brewster started. I was a big fan of Punky growing up and was about the same age as her. I definitely watched all the episodes, including re-watching in syndication. I haven't seen the show in over 30 years, but I'm planning to watch the original soon with my 10-year-old daughter. Anyway, my recollection is that Punky's mother abandoned her in a supermarket. I don't remember her carrying people's groceries for tips. Uh, Reader's note. That did happen. Um, Back to the email. However, she was not living in an orphanage, but rather sneaking into an empty apartment by climbing through the window. She was discovered there, which eventually led to her adoption by Henry Warnemont, who also lived in the apartment building. I guess I'm easy on the specifics, (laughs) but I do remember those details. Now, if you do not want to go back and watch the origins of Punky Brewster, but you are curious about all the details about how the first few episodes started and punky and henry's origin story we would recommend the podcast that is run by our friends that is called the untitled gen x podcast and they do a recap of those first three episodes in addition to talking about the reboot so they have done the work for you have you watched the reboot of that show yet? i have not because it is on peacock Peacock. premium or whatever the paid version of peacock is and i am a crabby old man when it comes to the fact that there are too many streaming services all right. Well, I have it, so maybe I will give it a watch. I'm just curious. Right. I'm just curious. And I also want to see the Saved by the Bell reboot, which is also under the same Peacock banner. That I'm not that excited to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a big Saved by the Bell fan, so. I was once upon a time. Yeah. So let's jump into one perfect wedding. Wendy, do you have a. No, that's not what we're doing. We're doing no. as luck. <laughs> Let's jump into As Luck Would Have It. Wendy, do you have a synopsis? I do. Yes. Lindsay travels to Ireland to acquire land that is perfect for a resort. She decides to enter the town's matchmaking festival to prove her investment and win over a handsome local. Starring Joanna Garcia Swisher and Alan Leach. Yeah. Let's do news and notes. Okay, news and notes. The only one I have 
two, actually. Um, this was filmed in early 2021. Mm-hmm. And the other is they filmed at Houth Castle, not far from Dublin. So I don't know anything about Ireland or Ireland's castle situation. Nothing. So I don't, I'm curious to know if you know these places because, uh, spoiler alert, Megan has been to Ireland. I have been to Ireland. I've been there twice. There are castles everywhere. Um, I'm not familiar with this one. Um, this was Joanna Garcia Swisher's first Hallmark movie. And she said that her grandmother is a big fan. And she had always said, I really want to see you in one of these. And, According to Joanna, she was like, I'll do it for you, Grandma. And then like two weeks later, she was sent a script for review and she took the job. So she was cast first and then Alan was cast after that. And according to her, she was asked who she saw as the perfect Brennan. And he was already kind of in the mix because he is Irish. And they are real life friends, Joanna and Alan. So, yeah. So that was fun. And did you watch any of the... um, little interview moments that happened at the commercial breaks. Yes, I did. I loved those. I yes. wish they would do them for every movie. I agree. I really loved those too. And um, I think you could like feel their friendship come through in those moments. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if they hadn't been friends before that, you could tell that they were on the set, but they were close friends prior to the filming of this movie. So I, I, I liked that little bit of information. Is Alan Leach, I, has he done Hallmark movies before? Do you know? I don't believe so. He's best known for playing um, Tom Branson in Downton Abbey, the chauffeur who scandalously fall in, falls in love with one of the sisters. Oh, crap. He was in something else and it's escaping me. But no, he has not done Hallmark before and neither hmm. has Joanna. Well, let me tell you something. I've got a huge girl crush now on Joanna Garcia Swisher. I love her. <laughs> I've always been a big fan of her. Since She's the Reba days. So I remember her from Reba. I was not like a avid Reba watcher, but I do remember mm-hmm. her from Reba. And she was at that time just Joanna Garcia, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I know she was in, a, I don't know if it's a Netflix show or a Hulu show or what it is. Is it Sweet Magnolia's? That came out it's last a year. Show, yes. Okay. And I did. I think I watched like one or two episodes and wasn't really into it. But now I think I'm going to revisit because I find her so. I don't. I can't put my finger on it. Likable, like easy yeah, she's to just so relate to. to. Me. I just yeah. She was in Once Upon a Time. Uh, oh my God! Ariel. Was she really? <laughs> she was. She played Ariel, but um, I just enjoy her. I agree that she's very likable and pleasant to watch and sweet magnolia is now that you're like kind of in the hallmark movie world mm-hmm. it kind of has that hallmark feel to it um it's based on a series of books but um it's perhaps a little bit grittier oh okay i like gritty so yeah <laughs> it's it's not it's not dark but it is definitely like hallmark plus I will give you an update because if there was only one season of the Sweet Magnolias, I'm sure I could knock it out by the weekend. So next week, there you was guys only will... one, and there is another one coming back. And oh, good! Love interest in Sweet Magnolias is. Oof, I, th- I would suggest you watch it. Okay, <laughs> it's great. All right, all right. I'm gonna. I'll turn it on today. Um, that is it for news and notes for me. So let's go to first impressions. I want to hear yours first. This is the best movie of 2021. Agree. 
I love this movie so much. Now, let me tell you for me, I usually record these movies Saturday, Saturday night when they premiere, and then I'll watch it on Sunday, sometimes Monday morning before we record. This particular Saturday night, I was like, okay, I'm going to turn it on and watch it because I have been looking forward to this one, all of Spring Fling. And I I watched the entire movie Saturday night after 10 o'clock, mind you. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep, which I typically do. Uh-huh. And I like fast forward through every commercial because I was so excited to see what was going to happen next. I loved this movie top to bottom. I agree. I also loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, and I think you'll see in some of the comments I have to make that this really stood apart from the other movies for me in so many ways. I loved it. Yeah, me too. Um, Wendy and uh, I even speculated that maybe (laughs) this movie wasn't originally supposed to be a Hallmark movie, that Hallmark bought it. I don't know, guys, but it's, it's a standout. Who can give us that information? Like, who would, where would that information be? Like, uh, I was wondering if IMDb would have that, but maybe not. And this is why I say this, because it features two very well-known actors, right? Mm -hmm, People mm -hmm. who are outside of the Hallmark sphere. Mm -hmm. Um, It's shot on location, not in Canada. And I don't, it didn't fall into the, uh, you know, the Hallmark template. So it just felt like a different production movie. I don't know. So you may recall during our interview with Julie Sherman Wolf that she mentioned um, we were talking about her hockey movie, which the name escapes me right now. What was that called? Taking a Shot at Love. <laughs> yes, we were talking about Taking a Shot at Love with Julie Sherman Wolf, and she talked about a different movie that she had also written that was uh, premiered during Countdown to Christmas. And she mentioned that the cast in that movie was so good and they would never get them outside of COVID and they were able to get these people because they weren't working as much. Broadway was shut down. A lot of production was shut down. So they were able to get actors that they might not normally have been able to get for the filming of a Hallmark movie. And so perhaps we got a little bit of that happening here as well. Uh, That's very fair. I think that could definitely be a reason, but then uh, explain to me Ireland. Like I didn't, I, well, with we COVID had, and everything, I would think that, like, oh, let's go shoot in Ireland. Like, that seems really... We also had a... a what were the love movies called? Love Ever After. Yes, we had a movie in the Love Ever After series that was filmed in Europe as well. So oh, perhaps that's right. Ireland does have quarantine requirements, but my understanding, so they have come and gone, but um, you can, my understanding is Ireland was one of the few places you could actually go, assuming you do quarantine. And my understanding also, and the reason I know this is because my parents are huge fans of Ireland, so they've kept (laughs) close eyes on the Ireland travel requirements, not that they were ready to travel at that point, but Ireland, in spite of having quarantine requirements, they weren't strongly enforcing them all the time because they rely so heavily on tourism. So, um, but I do, I know that Ireland was one of the few places you could go with a quarantine. Some people places you couldn't go at all, whether you were quarantined or not, but Ireland you could. So I, that's interesting. That's the answer to that question. Very interesting. Okay. What did you like about this movie? I, I was 
while I was preparing for this podcast, I was writing down like the things I liked about it. And it it's hard to pinpoint like, yes, I loved that it was filmed in Ireland and it was so beautiful. And there has been uh, very few movies with the exception of the ones that were re- uh, filmed in Banff. Banff. I have the hardest mm-hmm. time saying that word. But this one like made me want to go there. Like made like it like churned some sort of like feelings in me that was like I this has to be one of my like bucket list travel locations. It has to be. It's, it's such a special place. It's so beautiful, but like when I think about like Ireland I go what's there to do there like I don't I have no idea like I mean it's just beautiful it's a lot of sightseeing you know I mean it's it's sightseeing it's historical so kind of I think that's a lot of Europe right it's a lot of historical sightseeing um there's a lot to see in Dublin but once you get down to the country it's just like look at how beautiful this is and a lot of these places you're kind of just going and enjoying like the little town and the people and it's definitely not I think there's not definitely places like Dublin have nightlife, but it's not like going to New York. Although again, Dublin has shows and Dublin has sports. Oh, um, oh, oh, like, yeah, yeah. When we that. were there, there was a huge rugby. I need to ask my husband. We got there, and our driver from the airport to the hotel was talking about how the next night there was this huge. I think it was rugby, like. And it was New Zealand versus Dublin, and it was apparently a big rivalry. And we actually tried to get tickets because we were like, well, that sounds like fun. Like, if we're yeah. here, we might as well. Like, And we couldn't. But, yeah. Yeah, but we did. Um, yeah, there were definitely, like, big buses of people going over to the stadium. So places like Dublin, there's a lot going on. And then you get out into the countryside, and it's like, let's just enjoy. My parents like a place called Sheen Falls, and they just like it because it's – beautiful and quiet and you can go for a walk or you can go for a horseback ride or you can oh yeah that sounds amazing it I sounds think there's dreamy dreamy it that's is. what it sounds like yeah it is it is dreamy um dreamy. i have one quite couple questions because megan you've been there a couple times um are the people friendly there oh my god it's the nicest people in the world honestly and not every country in the world is big fans of Americans, right? That was my second question. Do they like Americans? They certainly act like they do. Okay. Um, now, tourism is their biggest industry, so they're big fans of tourists. But th- my feeling there is that they enjoy Americans. Obviously, Americans have kind of made a mess of ourselves lately. And they're real clear about how they feel about, you know, our former president. But mm-hmm. by and large... Uh, they enjoy us. They call themselves the 51st state. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me some things you liked about this movie. Okay. Well, the first thing I wrote was everything. Like you said, like I just <laughs> overall. I, yeah. It was a beautiful. I loved watching it. I loved the accents. I love the Irish accent. But I loved Lindsay's green dress. At the, fi- at the final party, not the final oh, scene. Oh, wasn't that party. so pretty? It was so pretty. And I think, I th- yes, I think that's why you love it, because you're a redhead as well. And so you're like, I can see myself wearing that dress, right? Right. <laughs> um, I did enjoy seeing Alan Leach. I'm a huge Downton Abbey fan, and I enjoyed his character in Downton. I have rewatched this season a couple series a couple of times. I've only seen the movie once, but it kind of made me want to go back and rewatch the movie again. It just kind of felt like coming home, like these old characters. 
And like you said, I feel like I could have watched this movie on mute and enjoyed it simply because the scenery was so beautiful. And that is what Ireland looks like. It's kind of like you don't believe it until you get there. Yeah. Gosh, it was so beautiful. I'm so excited. Um, Okay. I have a note here, too, that I loved Lindsay's clothes. That's exactly what I would want to wear if I were Mm -hmm. to go to Ireland. She just always Mm -hmm. looked so cute. I loved it. She looked so pretty and romantic and, I don't know, give it to me all. Um, What I really liked in this movie, too, is I liked... Uh, the different activities that were a part of the, you know, matchmaking festival, which uh-huh. is just, you know, like they that sport that they were doing. It was kind of I don't even know what that sport was called. Do you remember? It was like a cross between like soccer and football and lacrosse. Yeah. Wasn't that rugby they were playing? I don't oh, God, know. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. Was it rugby? I might have to I might have to go back and watch. I don't know. I thought they were calling it something else, like something I don't know. I just thought that whole scene was so funny and where she was like trying to do it and then she was like frustrated. I just it felt it made me feel like she's a great actress because that could have gone like right? so cheesy with the wrong <laughs> actress. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and they have the the knitting scenes and the baking scenes. When he puts all that salt in her thing. Yeah, that was so cute. It was cute. The only thing I was wondering, though, like, those are supposed to be, like, matchmaking, but she was, like, there was no other dudes, like, when she was knitting or when she was baking. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't have an explanation for that. I mean, this is, I'm now nitpicking what I thought was a perfect movie, so... Um, well, and also, like, that suggests that, like, women are all there to meet men, and maybe perhaps they're not. Maybe they're just a variety of activities. So they have sports where you're maybe going to have a co-ed audience, and then they have mm-hmm. knitting where maybe women would meet other women. And Well, see, that's what I think they could have changed. They could have totally taken out the matchmaking element of this movie, and it still would have stood. She could have just been doing activities that the town offered because if they're going to put a resort there, right. Mm-hmm. You want to go someplace that, that offers like authentic, whatever sports and activities and experiences. So I Look, think Hallmark they c- loves a festival. I get it. I love, it. I want to go to a Hallmark festival, like, <laughs> but I think they could have like, taken the matchmaking part out of it Mm-hmm. i hear you it still would have worked in my opinion did you like anything else about this movie i did i liked the pace i thought it moved yeah. nicely like i told you like i i was never bored once i fast forward through all the commercials so i could see what would happen next um i really liked brennan's like whiskey venture i thought that was like a f- uh, interesting, like side story. I liked and um, realistic, realistic. And the other thing too that I thought was funny because you know, in all the Christmas movies, it's always hot cocoa or cider or whatever. Sometimes we get some wine. Here we were drinking some straight up whiskey, and I was like, "All right, I not that like I just I don't know. I just liked it as like a story element. I thought it was like a fun. I don't know. I just thought it was a fun story. I liked that there was a three-month break between when she leaves and when they kind of come back together, because I think that is realistic. Yep. 
you know, sometimes we see the, okay, I'm just going to forsake my job and I'm going to stay here for you. But the reality was she wasn't ready to make that choice and she needed to go back to her job and figure out what was and wasn't working. And of course, we do get the miraculous, I find a job that's going to put me in Ireland. But yeah, uh, I did like that it was not an immediate jump to that solution. Well, see, so I like that too. I like that they s- slowly develop feelings for each other and still at the very end, it was like, okay, yeah, we have a kiss, but it wasn't like set in stone of like, I'm going to live here with you or we're going to get married or whatever. It was like, okay, I'm I'm into you. You're into me. Let's figure this out, you know? Right. And, and on the flip side, it wasn't like he was this total jerk off at first and she hated mm-hmm. him. You know, it was kind of like, oh... You know, we, I don't know. There was, there was enough like friendly tension between the two of them that didn't feel um, like a typical Hallmark movie for me. Right. They were able to create conflict without one of them being mean or rude to the other. They just kind of built their friendship over time. Exactly. Okay. So one last thing that I really liked about this movie, and this is what I, what stands out for me is that this movie to me as a viewer, was more than a, like, love story between these two. Mm-hmm. And it was more about, uh, she really cared for, like, the people and the and the town after being there. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and thought about, like, the ramifications of, like, putting a resort in this kind of place and what it would do to the people. And, and, and then on the flip side of losing that, that resort because the town needed the money like how how that was going to affect these people and i just i really enjoyed it i just enjoyed it so much yeah they brennan had growth in coming to you know decide to grow his business and she kind of discovered what she wanted in a job she wanted the ability to build these relationships as opposed to like going in making the deal and moving on to the next thing i feel like there was growth across the board for all of Mm -hmm. these people yeah um and the stories all made sense i agree I absolutely agree. So let's talk, uh-oh, roadblocks placed in the way of our movie couple. Um, the first one I have is that Lindsay's boss suddenly starts looking at Dublin as a second option for this resort. I got so mad. I was like, no, you can't do that. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, like, you would... <sighs> Wouldn't you know that before? Like, wouldn't you have vetted out all these other places before you try to acquire this property? Right. You've gone in and you've kind of made these promises and then you're going to back out. I just, I could feel like the churning anxiety for her when that happened. Because if I were in that position, I'd be like, I've made all of these promises to these people. And now he's going to come in and pull out of the deal. And even though it wasn't her choice personally, I could... I was thinking how guilty I would feel in Oh, my gosh. Yes, because she's, like, personally invested in these people's lives. Right, right. You know? She cares about them, or I don't don't know. I mean, I guess as much as you can care about somebody, was she there, like, a week or whatever? (laughs) Right, right. But still, you know, it's like maybe she, like, fell in love with the place and the people there, and now she was going to feel really guilty if, like, the deal fell apart. Yeah, I have, uh uh-oh, Alan doesn't trust Lindsay's intentions. She has to earn his trust that she's in it for the good of the town. And I'm not sure that when she arrives, she necessarily is in it for the good of the town, right? Right, She's in it to make the deal, and then she kind of grows to love the people and the town and to want to make choices that are going to be mutually beneficial. 
Exactly. Um, I have, uh oh, Lindsay takes it upon herself to do something about the distillery. But was that ever explained? I don't remember. Why he was so hesitant? Yeah. I never got, maybe I missed it, but I didn't, he just, other than like he, I don't know, maybe he didn't believe in it enough. I don't know what was holding him back. Yeah, because she was kind of like pushing him to do it. And then I just don't remember them having a talk about it, but it doesn't matter. But he he was still like. He got upset with her when he found out, when she was like, there's this space. And he was like, you need to stay out of it. And I was like, but why? But why? (laughs) But why? She's a businesswoman and she sees the potential here. So. Right. (laughs) But she kind of apologizes for it in the end. And I was like, well, maybe you don't apologize for that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear. I hear. What did you wish for? One very small thing. Okay. Uh, um, at times, I had a very hard time understanding what they were saying. <laughs> so oh, yes, the, yeah. I I should have put on you know the closed caption so I can uh-huh. read. Um, but there was it was either like they spoke too fast and I couldn't understand, or um, the sound levels were a little bit weird, but. Um, but not enough well, for me and to be like. A couple times Ugh. they do use Irish slang or Irish right. words. Right. What'd you wish for? Um, all I wrote was more. <laughs> I said <laughs> I would watch a series starring these two. I think oh, they could too. totally make a series and I would watch it and they could build out the relationships in the town and those three women from Australia could have a recurring role. And I, I just think that this, I would. I would watch more of this. I mean, this could be the next Wind Calls the Heart, right? Right. Like, don't you think? It could be like a yes. series a each hundred percent. Yes. I love it. I love yes. it. Just call it Calabi and then you're set. There you go. That's right. Okay, so I want to talk about, quickly, the castle situation. Megan, you've been to Ireland several times. And yeah. have you stayed in a castle resort type place before? So the I've been there twice. The first time was on a cruise in my early 20s with my mother, so we didn't stay anywhere. And then the second time was two years ago. We went with my family and my parents, and we part of the time we stayed in Adair Manor, which is a manor house that looks like a castle. And I looked up the difference because I was like, what's the difference? And the only difference between a manor house and a castle is that a castle is built for defense, but a manor otherwise... They're essentially the same concept. So Adair Manor, um, it's in County Limerick, and it is was once the home of a former earl and is now a very nice hotel. And from the outside, it looks like a beautiful castle. And on the inside, it feels like a luxury hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rooms, you're not like, I'm in a tiny room with a little like tiny u-shaped window right like you're in a beautiful (laughs) hotel room but from the outside it looks like a castle and there are parts of it you're walking through the outdoor spaces and you feel like you're in a castle so i think she was on the right track here trying to create this combination castle hotel situation right that's that's why i wanted to ask you about that because i thought this is not a totally foreign concept like that would totally draw tourism to stay in like what was once a castle, but now it has the luxuries of like great travel, you know, great hotel, great resort. I would go there. I would absolutely go there. 100%. I mean, Adair Manor at one point was voted like the nicest hotel in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And look, a Four Seasons is great, right? But if you're going to be in the middle of this huge rolling green space, do you just want another attractive hotel building? Or do you want something that speaks to the history of the place that you're in? I mean, I feel like it's kind of an obvious sell. I do think his choice of Dublin for the kind of hotel that they wanted to build makes sense because Dublin's a city. It has a lot of, you know, it mixes kind of like the modern and a lot of the history. So you could build a brand new structure in Dublin and be successful. But in the fake town of Calabi, in County Limerick, We'll post pictures of Adair Manor. You kind of want to build on the history. Yeah, I agree. So um, would you, watching this movie, (laughs) I'm going to go to IMDb real quick. One of the quotes said, one of the reviews said, this movie is not for an old building lover. So if you're like really into castles, are you going to be super devastated if like this hotel company knocked the castle down and built a resort there? Yeah, and I don't think it fits. Like, it doesn't fit the town. Like, a brand right. new modern building doesn't fit. And, I, yeah, I would, especially as, you know, someone who lives in the town. Doesn't I, want this why huge. Why do I want to go there? I can yeah. get a Marriott anywhere. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Make it special. Did you guys tour any other castles while while you were in Ireland? No. The only, like, old, old castle I've been in is in, other than Adair Manor, is... um. In Scotland, Castle Cairnifon, which we will link to. And that's like, kind of like crumbling, looks like the kind of castle that was fortified against, <laughs> like, oh. defense. Like, you'd have the yeah. cannons. I, they actually probably didn't have cannons, like, arrow spaces at the top. Um, <laughs> I don't think we went into other castles in Ireland. I So, it's funny because, like, that doesn't really, like, appeal to me much. Like... I, Maybe one castle would be fine and, like, great, but, like, I don't have any, like, desire to, like, go tour a bunch of castles. Right. Um, But I feel like that's, like, what you do when you go to Ireland or Scotland or wherever. (laughs) Like, you have to go see that stuff. I mean, you should see one. Yeah. What's funny about Adair Manor is uh, there are some, like, kind of old crumbly castle buildings scattered throughout. Um, oh. I know we have pictures somewhere. I find it interesting, but again, I wouldn't necessarily want to spend a whole trip looking at castles. Yeah, I think you've seen one, you've seen them all, maybe? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a jerk. Sorry. All right, let's move on to, to Did You See That? Do you have so any? I is, have a couple. Okay, so this was the um, area in which my notes are a little bit different than typical movies. Because here is kind of where we get into the goofiness of Hallmark movies. Where we get into those like, okay, that was a little silly, right? Mm-hmm. This movie didn't have those call-outs that made it like, oh, this is kind of a silly movie moments. So my Did You See That's are a little bit different. One is the moment... When Lindsay is on the steps of the castle where she's just gotten the bad news from her boss and Brendan kind of walks away and leaves her alone and the camera pulls back and the fireworks are behind her. <laughs> and I was like, this is a whole moment. I yeah. loved like I got emotional in. That oh, moment. God, really? Do you did? <laughs> I didn't cry, but I was like, I, I like this big moment for her. Of course, I know the fireworks are, you know, fake, but I enjoyed well, that moment for her. That's my note. I was like, what's with the digital fireworks? It was totally unnecessary to the story. I just didn't get it. 
Yeah, they, other than they had talked about that they were going to have them. And I think Again. it was kind of like it was supposed to be a big celebration and the fireworks are happening and she is not celebrating. So I think it's kind of the counterpoint to her mood. Okay, uh, fair. But I think that they were not necessary. But go ahead. I only had one more. And that is, there's a moment when Brennan comes to Lindsay's room and she's not expecting it to be him. She's like, I don't need another cookie i don't remember what she says and she Uh opens it and he's there and he looks at her and i was like he loves her like in that (laughs) moment it was a total swoon worthy moment i was like they're gonna kiss right now so that's funny that you mentioned this because you know me i always want like hot chemistry between the two and i thought there was uh a lot of chemistry between these two like it just felt natural though it wasn't like a forced I don't know if it was just because they have a personal friendship outside of movie making or they're great actors or what, but I've very much bought into their, their like feelings for each other. I agree. Um, you never saw the O'Brien sign on the bar. Oh my gosh. Yes. How it looked a brand friggin' new. <laughs> it looked <laughs> Over the digital. Looked, I thought it looked I did, I digital. Agree. I agree. I thought it looked it digital like, too. Somebody made like that in photoshop or so i don't what was going on with that why couldn't they just use whatever sign was there unless it said like you know i don't something dry cleaning yeah exactly exactly (laughs) i did notice it it stood out Uh, yes yeah do you have anything else from this section i do um the scene when they're about to kiss kind of Uh mid-movie uh i thought it was different it just looked different than like other hallmark movies i don't know what it was did you see this do you remember it i remember the scene and then they're interrupted yeah it i don't know it was just like the way that it was shot or something it was just kind of weird i don't know it was weird but that was maybe just me uh one last thing i don't know if you noticed it the last couple spring fling movies i've been real hyped because they have a popular song Included oh, I did in, not notice. At the very top of this movie featured Gwen Stefani's new song, Slow Clap. Slow Clap. Didn't notice that. That's yeah. exciting. I knew it was a Gwen Stefani song. I had to uh, Shazam it this morning because I okay. didn't know the name okay. of it. But I was like, uh, hey, look at that budget. I don't know. They've been stepping up the music budget lately. I agree. Yeah. It's not just like stock music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, friend. What did you rate this movie? Four stars. Yes, me too. (laughs) Yeah. This is one that I would absolutely watch again. I would throw Mm -hmm. it on. It was just, Mm -hmm. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And I like that it doesn't fit in a specific box of like a, a holiday or a certain time of year, because I feel like this is one that they could show over and over and over Yes, I agree. It could be replayed anytime, which I think will be to its advantage. Also, it's great. So that's also to its advantage. Okay. Yes. Next week is the final Spring Fling movie right in front of me, which was written by Julie Sherman Wolf, who is an absolute delight. And if you haven't heard our interview with her, the link will be in our show notes, which you can find at meganandwendy.com slash podcast. If you have a minute, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and a review. You can do that easily at 
meganandwendy.com slash Apple Podcasts, and it'll take you right to the place you need to be to leave your review. We love your reviews. They help us out a lot. Until next time, friends, we'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Have a great week. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.